Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. Luke chapter 2, starting in verse 22, is where we left off last time. It says, verse 33, And Joseph and his mother marveled at those things which were spoken of him. Yeah, I bet they did. And then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, Behold, this child is destined for fall and rising of many in Israel and for a sign which will be spoken against. You know, th- this is what's going to happen. Jesus is going to be one who would bring many to salvation, the rise of many. He's going to be a stepping stone to many who believe in his name. But he's also going to be a stumbling stone to those who won't believe. And there, there's going to be those who rise and those who fall. And it's amazing the way that the, the gospel has changed the world. And yet you see that. You know, you see that throughout life and throughout cultures and throughout our own experience that Jesus, when he comes into somebody's life, he changes them. Irrevocably changes them. He transforms somebody who was a drug addict or a, a base person or a prostitute into something completely different. I know he did in my life, and I'm sure he did in most of our lives in this room. You know, that was one thing that really stood out to me. Henry Ironside, who was the pastor at, at Moody Bible Church, was walking down the street one day and he, he heard a band playing and he saw a group of people and he thought, the Salvation Army. He used to be a part of the Salvation Army. And so he went up and he joined the crowd and started singing a chorus. And the commander there saw that it was Mr. Ironside. And she said, Henry, will you share your testimony? Will you preach? Now, Henry was accustomed to preaching. He could do it on the fly. He preached about 600 times a year, according to his biography. He'd find a street corner and he'd just start preaching. And so he got up and he started to preach. And then there was a man standing outside the crowd and he walked forward. He wrote something on a card and he handed it to Mr. Ironside. Well, he he noticed that immediately this is a man who was part of the the trade unions and stuff. He was a big name, you know, caused a lot of stirring and, and stuff right there around World War I. And Henry looked at the back of the card and on the back of the card it says, I challenge you, sir, to a debate of agnosticism versus Christianity. And Henry Ironside says, oh, I see I've been challenged to a debate. And he he said, sir, I will accept your challenge on one condition. That you bring a man who was a sinner. He says it doesn't matter what kind. Whether he was a drunkard or a a vagabond or, or a worthless individual. But because he heard of the virtues of agnosticism, he turned from that and became a better person. And a woman who was set free from prostitution and from drink and from all these other things. And because she heard of agnosticism and the the gospel isn't true, that she became a better and more valuable member of society. And he says, I will bring no less than 100 men and women who have turned from drink, from turned from all kinds of base living. And, And because of the gospel of Jesus Christ, they've been transformed into a new creation. 
And the guy just, he just waved him off and walked away. Silence is God. There is no other ideology in the world that changes and transforms lives like the gospel of Jesus Christ. And many will fall, but many will rise because of Jesus. He's the way, truth, and life, and no one comes to the Father except through him. But then he says to Mary something chilling. Notice verse 35, I guess it is. Yes, a sword will pierce through your own soul also, and the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. This is where it gets a little spooky. He speaks prophetically of Mary, how she's going to have her own heart broken. And no doubt, this is something that she kind of deals with throughout her life. After Jesus starts his public ministry, she, in, in a sense, she goes to him and she says, Jesus, they've run out of wine. And he's like, what do you have to do with me, woman? I don't think it was disrespectful, but he, he's like, my time has not yet come. And yet he turns the water into wine. It's almost as though she's like, vindicate me now. I've been known as this adulteress for all these years, this woman who had a child out of wedlock. Vindicate me. You know, do what you need to do. And then when Jesus was preaching one time, her and her sons came to rescue Jesus. And of course, Jesus, in a sense, disowned them. They say, your mother and your brothers are out here seeking you. And he says, who is my mother and who is my brother? He says, those who do the will of my father, my mother, my sisters, and my brothers. And so, so Mary would, would wait, and then she would see, she would be there at the scene in John chapter 19, where Jesus is being crucified, and there was Mary watching her son die. She had to be so confused. And yet I wonder if she thought back to this prophecy over her, that your own, your own heart will be pierced by a sword, or pierced through your soul, rather. Verse 36, it says, Now there was one Anna, a prophetess, the daughter of Phanuel, the tribe of Asher. She was of great age, and she lived with a husband seven years from her virginity. And this woman was a widow of about 84 years, who did not depart from the temple, but served God with fastings and prayers night and day. So here's a very pious woman. She's lived at the temple for 84 years since her husband passed away. She'd only been married for seven years. Even if she got married as a teenager... She's over 100 years old. This is a very, very old woman. We're talking, Simeon was old. This woman's ancient. And she comes up. She's been there in the temple serving the Lord, praying. She's a prophet. She's, she's super old, verse 38. And coming in that instant, she gave thanks to the Lord and spoke of him to all those who looked for the redemption in Jerusalem. So, so it just happened. She comes in while Simeon is speaking these words over Jesus and she just starts to rejoice. She starts to praise the Lord. She knows. She knows Simeon. She knows how just and devout he is. She knows this guy is, is prophesying and, and you know, the, the spirit of the prophet, you know, she has that same gift in her. She, she testifies to the truthfulness of it and begins to praise the Lord and spread it far and wide, tells everybody about it. You know, I, I love this. You know, here's an old woman who's lived out her entire life, no doubt, you know, wondering herself, when's the Messiah going to come here? And, and no, probably feeling the same way Simeon. I'm at a hundred and whatever she was. Probably thinking, okay, now I can die too. <laughs> you know, we can all die and, and, and things can go on. So when they had performed all these things according to the law, they, they brought the baby, presented him before the Lord, offered their offerings. They returned to Galilee to their own city, Nazareth. 
Now, they did eventually return to Nazareth. Of course, when, you, when somebody's writing, sometimes they just they leave out uh, you know, details, you know, depending on what the story is. They would, they would leave Bethlehem, go to Nazareth. But first, as you know from Matthew, that the wise men would come. Now, I was trying to figure this out. You know, you probably heard Jesus was about two years old when the wise men came. Or maybe you just thought, you know, I just ruined Christmas because you thought it was at his birth in the manger. No, the wise men came later. But looking at the timeline, you know, if you, if you get like one of the histories of the world, ushers, annals of the world or something like that, you kind of find out, okay, Jesus was born right around probably the last year of Herod's life, maybe the beginning of the last year of Herod's life. And so Jesus was born. Some months went by. The wise men came spoke to Herod. He sent them to Bethlehem because the, baby, the, the child was supposed to be born in Bethlehem. They, they see the child in the house, so they're probably staying with family or something at that time. They've rented a house or whatever, and, and they find the child in the house with his mother, and they offer the gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Now, we always think there's three wise men, right? Three wise guys from the east side, right? Now, there was three gifts. It never tells us how many wise men there were. You know, this is obviously an entourage of people because Herod's upset. The whole town of Jerusalem is upset when these guys come in. They send him down, and then they're warned in a vision not to go back to Herod and tell him where the child is because, you know, it's, it's dangerous. And so they, they, they leave, and then Mary and Joseph are warned by an angel, leave and go down to Egypt. And so they go down to Egypt, and then Herod, probably just trying to erase any margin of error, has every child, every male child, under two slaughtered. So they're, so they're in Egypt for a couple of months at least, maybe even up to a year until Herod is dead, which he died about a year after that. And so, you know, one of those things, but Luke doesn't record those details. There's a lot of details left out in all the gospels. You know, of course, John said that if we wrote everything that Jesus said and did, I suppose the book, the world wouldn't be able to be big enough to contain all the books that would be written. And so, you know, of course, Luke, for his purposes, he just and probably because of legal purposes. It, it, some people believe that Luke was, writ, was written actually as a legal defense for Paul's ministry. And if that's the case, that's probably why he left that part out. But they returned eventually to Galilee. And, and then it says, verse 40, And the child grew and became strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. And so here Jesus, he, he grows up. That's kind of hard to imagine, isn't it? I mean, you think of Jesus and you just, you just imagine that he just came out of the womb, you know, like no problem and never cried and was always, you know, just an easy child, you know, he didn't have to grow up. He just started speaking fluently when he, you know, popped out of the womb or something. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991. Or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmett.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening. And remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.